This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Happy Honda days are here at Norm Reeves Honda Superstore. Shop a super selection of new cars, trucks and SUVs. And get holiday deals so good they belong under your tree visit our super award-winning norm reeves honda superstore locations in huntington beach west covina the irvine auto center vista and the number one honda store in the world in the cerritos auto square shop online at normreeves.com as for global honda new vehicle sales Welcome back to the channel. Spurs have just lost 1-0 to Burnley. In today's Spurs chat, I'll be chatting to uh, three very special guests about the game this evening. Before I introduce the guests, if you don't subscribe to the channel as yet, please do hit that subscribe button. Also click that like button as well. And also these episodes are now available on audio platforms uh, such as Spotify and Amazon Music. So if you are listening uh, on an audio platform, do hit that follow button. Now, let's introduce the three very special guests to talk about tonight's game. First up, impressionist Darren Altman. Darren, how are you? Uh, current mood. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> yes, it's, uh, it's very hard to take, Darren, isn't it? Um, let's talk a little bit about your, um, your Instagram, because uh, your Instagram was hacked a couple of weeks ago. You lost 30,000 oh. followers. So, everyone... Head over to Instagram and do uh, follow Darren Altman on Instagram. Darren, what Thank happened? you. That's very kind of you. I clicked on a link that, but just this is for this. We'll get into the football, but just please, please, if you get a link from someone, a friend saying help me out or just verify this, don't click on it. Long story short, I clicked on it. I got hacked. Um, he put a bug on my phone called a keystroke logger, which means no matter what I could do, face recognition authentication codes you could see what i was doing so i lost thirty thousand followers um gutted so um my new password my new thing is darren altman underscore vo for voiceover so um if you could give me a follow that would be amazing darren altman underscore vo uh apart from that 
yeah, it's fine. Wonderful night. Really enjoyed it. It's great. See what you've done? This team have driven me to fucking Stella. I never touched this shit. Stella Artois, Chris. Christ. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Um, <laughs> welcome back to the channel as well, Fenton G, international DJ. Fenton, how are you doing? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not too bad. Um, I think my saying for tonight will be one step forward, ten steps back. Let's Do you know what? Times I can mention that to the, tonight. The, the one thing's for sure, though, Fenton. We're all used to this as Spurs fans, aren't we? Yes, we are. But yeah, it, it just. I was we'll get really into excited it. to be on your show tonight, and I think this is the first time that we've lost. Uh, so I'm I'm a bit upset, gracing everyone with my presence and losing. But I'm okay. I'm working hard. I'm very, very, very busy now. Everyone's having private functions and parties because that's what I focus on now. And yeah, yeah. no, apart from that, everything is, um, yeah, I've been taking my little one to Spurs, um, but we'll come on to that a bit later. But uh, yeah, I'm good. I hope you guys are great too. Well, joining us for the very first time on a Spurs chat video, John Chambers, author and good friend of mine, um, author of a brand new Tottenham Hotspur book, um, Tottenham's Three Lions for Club and Country. John, welcome to the channel and tell everyone about this brand new book. Yeah, hi, Chris. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, um, I've worked at Tottenham for about eight years now as a stadium tour guide since 2014 at the old White Hart Lane, uh, Wembley and now at the new stadium as well. And uh, just spent about the last three years um, writing this fantastic book that we've uh, managed to, to get out. It's quite a thick book, about 400 pages. Um, I'll show you some of the pages a bit later on. Um, but it's, um, it's really seen photos in there. There's over 200 photos, 420 pages, in-depth profiles of all the players. It, what it is about is about all the Tottenham players that have played for England. And uh, if you didn't know... We've had 77 England internationals, which is uh, more than any other club in England. So that's one more than Aston Villa. So that's a record we're really proud of. And uh, so there's a profile of every player in this book. Um, so there's Harry Kane, Bill Nicholson played for England as well. And uh, there's about 10 pages devoted to some of the bigger players and at least four pages devoted to some of the smaller players as well. But some fantastic photos going all the way back to the, to the very past from to 1903 when Vivian Woodward was uh, our very first England international and he scored 29 goals in just 23 games for England and England's captain. So, so uh, you can buy that book on legendspublishing.net or Amazon as well, guys. So, so look out for that. So thanks there, Chris. Well, I must say, John, you've sent, me, you've sent me a copy of the book. So absolutely fantastic. Thanks so much for that. It is an yeah, absolutely brilliant book, a coffee table book that you can dip in and out of uh, a must for all Tottenham Hotspur fans. And we'll, uh, we'll get some more information on you uh, from you later on, John, on the book. Um, Darren, yeah, let's start with you. Now, uh, tonight's results, Burnley 1, Tottenham Hotspur 0, Watford 1, Crystal Palace 4, Liverpool 6, Leeds United 0. Uh, Spurs remain eighth in the Premier League. We're seven points uh, away from the top four. Before tonight, Burnley had only won one game at home all season. Uh, Spurs have now lost as many games as 18th place Burnley and our opponents tonight uh, in the Premier League with nine. Um, thoughts on the game, Darren? Oh, 
I mean, we were all jeered up, you know, I tweeted, you know, I mean, it was like a party on Twitter, you know, I said, well, I tweeted, you know, what a wonderful place Twitter is, you know, it's like we'd won the, the, you know, the League Cup, the UEFA Cup, Champions League, you know, what a display, we dismantled Man City, comprehensively, the game plan just worked to a T, you know, and we were all licking our lips, you know, listening to podcasts, you know, it was going to be 3-1, 4-1, 4-2, you know, tonight and it just didn't happen i mean for me um i thought that the reason that we got that we had such a great victory against city was that they came out and he had a game plan where we got in behind them uh and not counter-attacking but we were playing those balls harry kane killer passes splitting midfield in defense um and it absolutely worked a treat today we were faced with a solid 4-4-2 they were hungry. The uh, conditions were atrocious and we couldn't break them down. I mean, I'm sure we'll, you know, talk about specific players later on, but it was, I don't know whether the hunger was, I don't, I don't even think it was a lack of hunger, Chris. I just think that they were so solid and resolute. Um, their tails were up from uh, thumping Brighton three nil away. And, and, we just couldn't do it. We I, I don't know what the game plan was. I don't know what the game plan was. Our wingbacks were non-existent and we couldn't do it. It was so, what was it, one shot on target in the first half? Or I don't know what the stats were. You're the stat man, Chris, but it was awful. It was awful. Well, Darren, ev- everyone's asking themselves, every Spurs fan is asking themselves tonight, how on earth can you beat one of the best, if not the best team in Europe, you know, best team in the Premier League, running away with the Premier League, uh, Manchester City, you know, just a couple of days ago, and then you get that performance away at Burnley. Uh, they'd only won two games in the Premier League all season, one at the weekend, and only won once at home in the Premier League all season. I, t- I mean, you can say, I'm going to contradict myself now, you can say that, you know, their defence was solid, but they're not where they are, you know, they're where they are on merit, you know, they're not is it second from bottom or something stupid like that? They yeah. are well, third, third from bottom now. Third from bottom. Well, there you go. Um, but I mean, it was like I said, it was. The, I don't know if if we didn't have a game plan. I mean, before you know, like like I said, those defence splitting passes, and I think we miss Reggion. I think he's an unsung hero for us. I really do. I don't think he gets enough credit, that guy. I think, you know, we just we just didn't have the wingbacks doing their job. And, and we, it was brick walls tonight, Chris. It was, no matter what we tried to do, um, you know, I thought I thought uh, Romero had quite a solid game. But I thought Cession and um, Royal, unfortunately, were just insipid, weak, Fenton, let's come to you. Your thoughts on tonight's match? Um, I mean, it was atrocious, to be honest with you. Um, they they were second to most balls. Um, there wasn't that hunger. Um, it was almost like, oh, they're Burnley. They're in the bottom three. Yes, they've got games in hand, but you know what? They're Burnley. I think it was a lack of respect, maybe, uh, to the other team. Um and and as Darren was saying, why wasn't Reggion playing? I mean, why you you, you can't compare Sessignon to Reg to, to Reg, and he should be starting. Emerson Royal. I mean, you know, if you're going to place replace Sergio Rio with with Emerson Royal, you've got problems. 
you know, mm. I'd have had Tergorio all day long instead of uh, instead of Emerson. Um, you, you know, I, the quality of Spurs players, you know, let's not forget, they're all internationals, they're all on stupid amounts of money, they should be putting away teams, and I've said it time and time again, they should be putting away teams like Burnley for fun, just like Liverpool do, just like Man City do, and that's the difference between Spurs and the, the top three premiership teams at the moment. They're, that that, that I, I think you're right, Darren, there's no game plan. It's, it's almost like, well, let's see what we can do, and if we get a result, um, happy days. But it's just not good enough. Mm. Everyone, as a team, as a unit, not good enough. Fenton, how would you answer that question? How, how, how have we won at Manchester City only a few days ago and then lost to Burnley tonight? You know, Spurs fans the other day were, were laughing about this, saying, oh, we'll beat Manchester City and then we'll go and lose to Burnley. And, it, and it's all a bit of a laugh, but it's actually reality. It's actually happened. Yeah, it is, because I think it's a lack of respect. I think, I think we can't, you know, um, everyone respects Man City, the quality that they possess throughout the throughout their their team, the manager and everything. And, you know, yes, they played a different tactic where they sat back and broke on the counter. But, you know, we were always going to... And everyone was saying, no, but you can't... Even Sunes was saying, you can't play the lower teams like that. Um, but you can't. However, the quality that Spurs have, they should be able to dominate possession, break down teams with the likes of Kane, Son these new players that have come in um, and everyone else, but it's just not good enough. What do they do in training? You know, what do they do in training? Apart from compare how much money they're earning, probably. John, let's come to you. Um, your thoughts on tonight's match? Well, um, yeah, it's typical Spurs, isn't it? It's, um, you know, Spurs sometimes, supporting Spurs sometimes is like, you know, sucking on a sherbet, you know, it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Um, or it's like, you know, just like your your best mate running off with your wife. It can sometimes be like that with Spurs. But, um, but you know, we, we had a great result the other day. But I just think, you know, as Darren said, Manchester City gave us the space. They only leave two players at the back. They wasn't picking up Kane when he drops off. And Kane's one of the best players in the world. If you give him that space, he's going to knock in quality balls. He was more tightly marked tonight. Um, he still was probably our best player on the pitch, knocking some balls about. But they, they stuck all the players at the back. I thought we actually controlled the game quite well in the first half with, without actually really creating any chances, really. There was a time when Romero had a chance. Um, I don't know what he was doing, but he was right up in the penalty area for some reason. And he could have just knocked it off to Son and we may have scored. But that was really the only thing we created in the first half. And um, once Bentica went off, does anyone know what's the matter with Bentica? Hopefully he's not injured too much. But um, once he went off, we just, we didn't seem to control the game as well in the second half. Um, you know, we, and, and as Darren said, the, the, the wing-backs, they're not crossing the ball, you know. Cessignon put one really good cross in, but unfortunately Harry was on his heels. Um but nothing was coming from the other side at all. The only cross that came from the right was actually Harry putting a fantastic cross, but there was no one in the middle because he was out wide putting in the cross. But, you know, and same old thing. We just switched off once at the back. They never really had that many chances, Burnley, although they could have scored again afterwards. 
uh, again, bad defending. But, you know, we just got to, we've got to put these teams away. But I think we just lack a bit of guile, um, you know, that Ericsson used to give us. I know he hasn't been with us for a while, but I don't think we've actually really replaced him since he left. You know, someone who can just sit behind the strikers, just pass the thread a ball through, you know, it's all sort of like, you know, just knock it up to the strikers. So when we are trying to break these teams down that do sit back, it is very difficult without someone with a bit of technical ability, you know? Mm. I John, think the, uh... first started to fall, fall apart, sorry, uh, Chris, John, mm. when when we didn't replace Moussa Dembele, in, in yeah, all honesty. Good point, yeah. But but the thing is, Fenton, we, we know that this team is capable of winning. It was exactly the same team as the one that, that beat the it Champions Manchester City at the weekend. Um, John, let's come back to you. Possession today, yeah. 66% from Spurs to Burnley's 34. We had 12 shots on uh, we had 12 shots to their 15. We only had two shots on target against Burnley, a struggling Burnley team. Why only two shots? Yeah, I just think, like like I said, I think we actually controlled the game very well. But um, but we just, you know, when we got wired, we never put the crosses in. Uh, Kulazewski got wired a couple of times. He cut back and tried to put crosses in. But we just we just couldn't seem to open them up, you know. And it's just, just lacking that sort of really creative player. Um, you know, Son was maybe a little bit off the pace tonight as well. But... You know, it's just just a difficult game tonight. As you say, the conditions were bad. It was windy. It was raining. But, you know, you should. If you're going to be, you know, top four now is, you know, we're quite a few points behind. We've still got a couple of games in hand. But, you know, we're going to have to make sure we win both of them now. And, and we're playing catch up now. It's, 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 uh, it's a little bit disappointing. But, um, you know, I think we just need to wait until Conte gets uh, his players in in the summer, hopefully. Um, there's a few few players, a few points of the team that need addressing. Um, you know, I think we need a centre-back, a um, couple of new wing-backs maybe. We are missing Reggie, like you said earlier. I think he's actually got, did, I think I read somewhere he's got COVID. Is that correct? I think he, he did had have COVID, it, yeah. And he was on yeah, the bench yeah, tonight. He was on the bench yeah. tonight. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Can so I interrupt me, John? Um, Sam Matterface, the commentator, has just tweeted in the last 15 minutes the way that Antonio Conte just spoke to me now was clearly suggesting that he was going to quit as Spurs manager. And, and he quotes, "I have to, uh, Antonio Conte has just said, I have to talk to the club. Darren, your thoughts? I was, re I I was reading that in the chat. I mean, if he, if, if he goes... I mean, I don't, you know, I don't, let, let's just, let's just think it's hearsay and, con, and, and not hearsay, but conjecture, you know, let's just hope that, that, you know, all being well, he sticks with us. We see this season out, we, we are where we are and, and, and we crack on and get the signings that he wants in the summer. But I mean, if for some reason he goes, that, that'll be it with, with, with Tottenham fans, Levy and, and Louis and Enoch, that, that'll be it, you know, you can't keep doing this to, to fans. I mean, like like I've said before on this show, Chris, you know, regardless of what you think of Jose and his style of football and, you know, everyone's got their opinion on that. You know, he was a, a world-class manager, you know, Conte at the peak of his powers, you know, and, and if, if we balls this up, I'm trying hard not to swear, if we balls this up again and, and, and he does go, that, that'll be it. That'll be it. I mean, you, then you'll start getting names like Graham Potter and you're like, fucking really? Oh, it's awful. It's awful. There, 
There's more on this, Darren. Dan Kilpatrick uh, with the Evening Standard has just um, uh, quoting Conte and saying, I have ambition. I hate to lose. We have lost four games in the last five games. For me, this is unacceptable. I won't accept this. Uh, if we continue in this way, maybe we will uh, have to uh, play, pay great attention. We can finish 10, 12th of 13th. And then Dan Kilpatrick then goes on to say, in a dramatic post-match press conference, Antonio Conte questions whether he is the right man for the Spurs job. And he quotes, uh, maybe I'm not so good and suggested he would need to speak to the club about the situation. Fenton, your thoughts on this? Um, I, I don't think he's the manager. Um, I don't think he's any of the managers that we've had. Um you know, you've got to take responsibility. It comes down to the players and and the 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 the, the ownership. Um, I think it. I think what Conte's just said. It's in. It's an embarrassment for him, and he's got he's got a reputation. And is he gonna let a two bob club, which is how Tottenham are behaving? to ruin his reputation. Would it surprise me if if he did quit? Um, no, it wouldn't. It would be an absolute travesty, disaster. It would be horrendous. Um, I, it, it, would be, it would be terrible. But I don't know what needs to change at that club. You know, it's not... It's not right. Something, somewhere needs to change and I don't think it's the managers because we've had about well four man three managers since Poch and you know you've you've got Conte Pochettino was I thought fantastic and I guess he lost the change room in the end but are the players dictating to manage managers are the players too big for their boots there's there's so much questions I, I I'm you know, I, I don't know where to start. But yes, yeah. sorry, 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 Chris, yes, yesterday, sorry to interrupt, uh, Fenton, wasn't he um, completely, you know, backing us and saying that his um, a lot of his comments were lost in translation and that what an amazing group of players. He's never seen work with such a, an amazing group of, uh, you know, lovely guys and willing or hard yeah, I think working. backtracking. He's being quoted, Darren, this is this evening. This is happening right now as we speak. Fabrizio Romano has just tweeted as well and uh, quoting Antonio Conte in the last few minutes and said, maybe I'm not so good. Tottenham called me in to change things, but I'm too honest. We're doing everything to change the situation, but it's not enough. Four defeats out of five is not enough. Uh, this doesn't happen to me. John, let's come to you on, uh, on this news and uh, Antonio Conte's comments. Are you surprised? Uh, I am quite surprised, yeah. But um, I mean, he is a quite an emotional guy. Um, he sort of does sort of wear his heart on his sleeve. Um, so hopefully, maybe tomorrow he might rethink his comments. But um, you know, it, it's, it's very difficult. They got two new players in um, in the in the window. They got rid of some players that wasn't really doing for doing it for us. Um, were they the players that he wanted to bring in? Hopefully, they was. And, um, you know, but you can't do nothing about it now until uh, until the summer. So, you know, we're just going to have to wait and see. I mean, I hope he doesn't quit because he's a top manager and we need him to stay there, basically. And, um, you know, we need Harry Kane to stay on next year as well. And we need to add some players. You know, we've, we've got some good players, but we just we do need some extra players in, in the summer as well. So 
Uh, hopefully, he's just trying to maybe put some pressure on the people above. Um, hopefully, that's what his plan is. I don't know. But the thing is, John, with, with these comments, what can really change? The January transfer window has passed. Yeah, uh, yeah nothing. We've only got the summer coming up. And, and Conte has said there we could finish 10th, 12th or 13th when, when we've lost four in five games. And he has said it doesn't happen to him. Yeah, well, nothing Well, nothing can change now until the summer, unfortunately. But, you know, it might not, might not be a bad thing that we finish 10th this season, to be honest, because, you know, we, we could have, if we do get some players in in the summer and we have a good go at it and, uh, you know, we could have a good run next year, you know, without the distractions of Europe, you know. We we may not get into the Champions League now this season, but it could be the fact, you know, do you really want to be in the Europa League or the Europa Conference League? That seemed to hinder us a little bit this season. Um, perhaps it might be a good thing not being in Europe this year and regrouping in the summer and getting some of his own guys in and um, and see where we go from there. Because he, he has got the ability to bring players in on, you don't have to spend fortunes, what he'd done at Inter Milan, you know, he brought in Ashley Young and players like that. There wasn't great big fees and he still won the league. He just needs to bring in players that actually fit the system, you know. We definitely need a, a couple of new wing backs and uh, and someone who can sit behind the strikers and maybe another centre back. But I think they know that at the club, to be honest. And I think they was, I think this January window was just maybe being used to actually move some players on, free up some wages, and then they can get some people in in the summer, hopefully. But uh, please God, he stays because if he leaves, I don't know where we'd be, to be honest. Mm. It's, we'd be in a terrible state. Darren, let's come to you. There's another quote from Antonio Conte in the last couple of minutes. Um, I need to talk to the club. Tottenham have to make an assessment about the club and about me. I can't accept to keep losing. I'm sorry. Um, here, coaches change, but players are always the same, but results don't change. What do you make of these comments? And are you surprised by Conte's um, honesty and the fact that he wants to speak to the club in the morning? Is this bad news for us? Well, I mean, I sort of don't get it because he came in mid-season. You know, he, he didn't have a pre-season with us. We've had one short January transfer window. So he he knew he knew the score. It is a bit baffling. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it's not like he's, 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 he's brought his players in in the summer, had a chance to work with them, and then he's making these comments. We are, we are where we are. So it, it is a bit... It is a bit... Um, baffling to, 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 to I mean and I and I get the fact no one likes to lose and and those you know four results um yeah but we didn't lose against Man United or City or Liverpool we're losing at home to Wolves and Southampton that's that's disgraceful forget Burnley away we're losing against Southampton and Wolves at home Wolves aren't crap they're not like a rollover, are they? They're a, again. They've been, you know, even without Triori, they're, they're, you know, they're not a bad side. Yeah, but we shouldn't be losing like we are losing. You know, it was, it was. Uh, I mean, that game alone, which I had to witness, and I took my son to, and I thought, um, I thought I was going to get told off for child abuse. It was that bad of a, know. Of a yeah. game. Um, it was a sham. It was dreadful then obviously they 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 turned it on against man city but then you're going back you know like i say it's one step forward 10 steps back we can't carry on like that i don't know i don't know what the solution is but i think i think i think worrying about conte you know i wouldn't say he's giving up he's embarrassed and i I wouldn't want to put my name 
to it. I think that even though we shipped out, you know, four players that that Conte didn't want, you know, we're still left with you know a handful of world class players, a handful of really good, really promising players, and then you know players that just aren't good enough and it's like well do you want to give them time people like Sessignon and and Royal you're like you say oh they're young they're keen they they want to learn but it's like you know we need winners he's not and you know and I know Royal's only 21 but he flatters to deceive for me he really does it's like we need winners you can't win anything you can't get to finals if you've got people like Sessignon on the left who just doesn't want to play a ball forward and can't beat people you know people maybe like tonight you know like teams like Burnley and Wolves are licking their lips you know just thinking fucking hell just carry on targeting the wings they can't do anything they'll pass it sideways and backwards so there's there's the weakness in Tottenham the, the not... thing is though Darren with, with Antonio Conte he hates having the conversations about Spurs possibly finishing in the top four because that's not what he's used to he's, he's used to talking about pro- possibly winning the league you know mm. uh, the league title now if we talk about top four which I didn't think we were going to do on this stream tonight actually um, but um, we've now played the same amount as wall uh, you know games of walls who are now seventh uh, they're they're a point ahead of us. Um, we've now played uh, less games than Arsenal and they're in sixth. They're three points ahead. Manchester United are fourth. We've got two games in hand over them, but we're seven points away. At this point in time, you know, after this performance, after this result, how confident are you of, of finishing in the top four if Conte stays until the end of the season? Me? Not. I'm not. I don't. I don't think we can do it. I can't. It's, it, you know, it's like Fenter said. You can't have a step forward and then two steps back, and you just. You, no, it's. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm not that optimistic. I'm not cloud cuckoo land. Fenton, how are you feeling about that? Um, statistically, it's realistic, but in reality, it's not. You know, not if they carry on performances like they have been. You know, you can't. You can't. We can't play off the back of one performance. Oh, but we beat Man City, the champions. Mm. You know, results, the table doesn't lie. And where we were like sort of three, four games in hand with like one point away from top four, okay, it's seven. Yes, it's realistic. But, you know, I thought today was an easy three points. I'll be honest with you. Mm. I, di- I didn't have a doubt in my mind. You know, and it's an impact. I thought we were going to win 3-1. You know, Son, uh, Kane, they're on fire. You know, what have actually Burnley got? You know, and yeah, we've got Leeds away on uh, Saturday, lunchtime. But, who have just lost 6-0. But what are we going to do against them if we can't even get a goal against Burnley? And it's, I mean, I'd love, I'd love it to happen. But, yeah, I think I think like what John said, not being in not being in uh, Europe would be fantastic, but then it's a double-ended sword. What players can we possibly attract if there's nothing to be attracted to? Oh yes, we've got a lovely shiny stadium and the best training facility in the world and obviously the stadium, but that's not good enough. People don't care about what training facility they've got or what stadium they want to play 
against Barcelona and Real Madrid and Munich on a Wednesday night. Not not Burnley away and and these silly whatever other lower teams. You know, that's as a footballer, they want to win things, yes, but they're all about the Champions League. Mm. John, let's come to you. What do you think Antonio Conte means by here coaches change, but players are always the same, but results don't change? Um, I don't know, really. I just, I just think he's just maybe saying that they're not getting in the players that they need to get in. But um, I, don't, I don't see why, I don't know why he's come out with these comments tonight, really, because I know he's, he's very upset, like we all are. We've lost tonight. But there's there's not really much you can do now until until the summer, you know. You've got the players available. You need to you need to sort of maybe make them fit into it. Maybe perhaps we need to change the system to actually fit the players that we've got in the meantime. And then next year, if he hopefully gets the players that he wants, so we get the wide players that can put the crosses in, then go back to what he likes to play with a three four three. Maybe we need to go with a maybe a four four two or something until the end of the season. But you know. Sometimes it's, it seems like it's a little bit like, um, you know, square pegs in round holes at the moment, you know? Mm-hmm. Darren, let's come to you. Um, Benedict writes on the screen now, Burnley drew with Arsenal away and United at home. Bad time to play them at the moment because they're on form. Our overhaul is going to take, uh, is going to take years. Um, now, if Antonio Conte is still with us in the summer, um, are you expecting big things and are, are you expecting him to build a championship winning side that he desperately wants? Well, like, like I've said to you before in the past, Chris, you know, my glass is always half full, believe it or not. And I always think that when we get beaten or battered, you know, I always think, well, you know, we've got to learn by those mistakes and we'll come back. We've got to come back, you know, as, as people love to say, you know, we go again, we go again. Um, but I'm I'm hoping, I mean, if he is here, I'm hoping that he'll have another clean out and get the people he wants in with Paratici and, you know, but I mean, you know, as long as Levy's at the helm, I mean, what are the chances of us, of us getting the players that we need? Absolutely, absolutely targeting, you know, a backup striker, a right back, you know, someone in that number 10 position, you know, we're sorely lacking players in these key positions. And, um, You'd like to think, I mean, I said it, you know, with Jose and it, and it didn't really happen, but you'd like to think that when, when they, you guys are probably no more than me, but you know, when he's signing a contract and he's got his lawyers there and he's putting his pen to paper, you know, surely he's got to have a clause in his contract that says there's got to be X amount available or, you know, it's, you know, it's up to me to decide, you know, otherwise what's the point? You can't have a world-class manager come into a, um, a team like Tottenham and just being, you know, tied by Levy and what he doesn't want to spend and he's with his hands in his pockets all the time. So in answer to your question, you know, if he's still here um, and, and, he's, and he's got free reign of the purse strings and he, can, and he can get Levy to buy the players, the key players that we want, proven players, players that he wants, that Paratici wants, then who knows? Who knows? Uh but you know, if 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 Levy wants to be uh, a schnorrer for one for one of the ball, uh, then it's not going to happen. There, there is another quote out from uh, Antonio Conte from Daniel Patrick. Um, 
And he said, probably the key quote from Conte tonight is as follows. I'm too honest to close my eyes, you understand, and to continue to say, OK, I want to finish the season in this way and I'm OK. My salary is good. I'm not this type of person. I have ambition. Fenton, your thoughts on that? Um, you know what? I can't I can't disagree with him, man. I don't. When he when he got appointed, like obviously I wasn't too impressed anyway because obviously he's ex Chelsea, um, and that never sits well with me anyway. But you know what? You, you've got to think of of his of his uh, him as a, as an ex pro as a manager. Um, I respect him for all that, and you know what? I I actually respect his decisions and whatever he's saying now because the the comment he made about the players. It's true. These managers come and go, but the players are still the same and they've got the same attitude. And I think it is, I don't even think it's down to, I do think it's down to obviously the the people above Conte and stuff, but the players are responsible for going out on that pitch and not performing week in and week out. One performance out of five and six does not cut it. And I'm sorry, but I blame the. I, when he says the players, the players' attitudes have to change, and I don't know how that happens because it's not happening with different managers. M- maybe they don't like the chairman. I don't know, um, but you know, Conte is successful. He's very good, and it would be a travesty if we lost him. And Tottenham as a club, if they want to move forward, they need someone like Conte, to push forward. But if we haven't got the players to, to that have got the right attitude, you know, two, there's probably two hungry players in, in, the, in the team. It's, it's, it's an absolute shambles. John, let's come to you. Let's talk about the game itself uh, this evening. Conte went with exactly the same uh, starting eleven that beat Manchester City at the weekend. Uh, Hugo Lloris in goal, the back three of Romero, Dyer, and Davis, the wing-backs Sessegnon and Emerson Royale. In midfield, Benton Kerr and Hoybierre, the forward three of Kuliszewski, Harry Kane and Hunmin Son. Um, pleased with that starting eleven this evening? Yeah, I think um, I think with the players that we got, I think everyone would have picked the same team to be honest. After winning at City at the weekend, um, don't think there was uh, many other options. You got Lucas that could have come, could have started, I suppose, tonight. But but Dejan played such a great game at the weekend, so he he kept his place. Um, I thought the team overall tonight was, you know, it was a bad result, but it was a very it was a tight game. I thought we controlled the game. Um, Dyer coming back in the last couple of games has, has made a big difference. I know there's a lot of people that don't actually uh, like Dyer, but he's. I was watching him tonight. He organises everything. Um, he was telling everyone where to be, and they didn't really create many chances. We just we just got got caught on a sucker punch with a cross coming in from a free kick. You know, you know when you're playing Burnley, try not to give away corners, try not to give away free kicks around the box. Um, we, we was quite good at that really, but. Uh, we just gave one away. They scored, but again, going forward, it was it was you know it's we just find it very difficult to break teams down that sit back. You know, it's okay when we're playing a City or we're playing a United or you know, and they come at us and or Liverpool when we played Liverpool. That what a great game we played there. We that was two all, but we should have won about four, four five two really. But you know, we can get in behind them teams, but we do struggle when we play. 
the lower teams. I know we should be beating them, and you you know other teams at the top, they've got players that can unlock the defenses, and I, th- I just think we're just missing that player in the moment. Yeah, which, which hopefully will be addressed in the summer. Um, you know, but hopefully Conte does stay because it, you know I think we've had four managers in since the stadiums opened. We've had four managers, so you know if the players we've we've had a lot of players that they've been trying to move out and they've been difficult to move out because they was on big wages and we managed to get rid of maybe two or three of them in in the in the window in January, which might free up some space next year. Which that's why I'm quite surprised. At, um, Conte's comments tonight because I thought that's that's sort of what the plan was. I thought they was gradually um, getting some players out, getting his players in, and uh, you know, and going for it next season. So I am very surprised at the comments tonight. You know, John, what have you made of the uh, two brand new signings in the January transfer window, Benton Kerr and Kulishevsky, so far? Yeah, I think they've been good. Yeah, um, Benton Kerr especially looks quality player. Um, he, w- I mean, that was a bit of a blow tonight, really, when he went off. He, he looked like he was controlling the game again. He's uh, got a lot of skill. Um, he's got a good pass on him. Um, very skillful player. I saw it at the weekend when he sort of um, the ball came into the box. And he did a little shimmy and took it round someone and passed it away. And yeah, he looks a, he looks a quality signing. Um, Dejan, he looks good. Um, not the fastest, but he looks quite strong and he could fit into a, a team pattern. But but like I say, again, we need to wing backs. We need, you know, Reggie. Reggie's OK, but we, we definitely need someone on the right who can put a cross in. You know, we've got one of the best strikers in the world playing for us. And um, he used to live off Kieran Trippier's crosses when, when Trippier was there. He scored so many goals from, from, from them crosses. And just them crosses are not coming in anymore. And I think that's a big feature of our play. I mean, that's why I said maybe we should, for the time being, until we can get some wing-backs in that, that, that can put the crosses in, maybe just go back to a four-four-two and maybe try and play Bervine on, on the wing or, or Lucas maybe who could maybe put a cross in as well. But it's just, yeah, it's just, just difficult at the moment. But, but we shouldn't be losing, you know, if we lost three games in four against teams like you say average teams really and that's really hurt us you know if we'd have won them two home games which we should have done we'd be we'd be fourth now and we'd have games in hand as well but so it's, it's very disappointing tonight I did actually think we was going to win but I did think it was going to be tight I thought we would only maybe be 1-0 one 1-0 um, possibly 2-1 something like that but yeah but we didn't really create much did we to be honest Darren let's come to you on the lineup. Um, same question um, you mentioned uh Regulon earlier, of course, Sessignon played instead. Um, are the fullbacks Emerson Royale and Sessignon doing enough for you? Uh, no, no. And like I said, you know, I don't want to come here and start coating our players. You know, that's that's uh, that's not the aim of the game. But I just think they're, you know, they're 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 weak. And I know Sessignon is young and and Royale is young, but they're, they're not doing their job. And and I'm just, you know, the worry is is that when we place certain teams like, you know, as Fenton said, you know, your Wolves, your your, your Southamptons, your, your Burnley, um, that we get found out and, and that managers are saying, right, it's Tottenham guys. You know, it's like that, that, that Matt, the, uh, the Alex Ferguson quote, don't worry, lads, it's Tottenham, you know, and I bloody hope that, you know, all the managers, you don't, you know, when they're planning the game against us go, right. They haven't got any wing backs for starters who can't cross. Do you know what I mean? So, um, I think I think Reggion's an unsung hero. I like him. 
Um, and like John said, you know, we just lack that, you know. It wasn't that long ago that we had Kieran Tripper, that we had Carl Walker, that we had Danny Rose. You know, these are our strengths. You know, teams couldn't cope with that. And if we weren't bombing down the wing, then we had Kane and Son and Ericsson in the middle. Like, you know, we there were more than one ways to skin a cat, but you come up with a team like Burnley and we can't break them down. There's just, there's nothing going on in the middle. There's nothing going on going on the wing. So I just, I, I worry that, 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 you know, people watch performances like that and just that we get found out, Chris, really. People just know how to play against us. Burnley defended very well, though, tonight, Darren, didn't they? They did. I mean, they're a big team, you know. Was it six foot six? <coughs> uh, I always, when, when I know I'm coming on here, I always make notes while I'm... while I'm. Uh, oh, no, it's the forward that's six foot six. I sit there with my laptop on my thing, you know. Uh, but I, in all seriousness, um, I, in my notes from the first and second half... There's like six. There's nothing there. We didn't do anything. Yeah. We didn't. We didn't do anything. I've got. I've got half a page of notes for the game because we just. There wasn't anything to write. And I think for the first 16, 17 minutes, what did Kane touch the ball once, twice? Sonny wasn't. Everything was going down the left with Session. Royal wasn't getting a shout. There was just nothing going on. Darren, what do you make of Harry Kane's uh, performances, particularly under Antonio Conte? Because during the Euros, Antonio Conte. Uh, was doing a bit of pundit work. And he said that if he had Harry Kane in his team, he would have him constantly in the six-yard box, knocking uh, knocking the ball in the net. But Harry Kane still does what Harry Kane does, dropping deep constantly. Are you surprised by this under Antonio Conte? Um, I mean, he's all things to all men. You know, if we had a number 10, it would feed him those balls, balls or, or <coughs> you know, like you were saying, fullbacks that were feeding crosses in. Maybe he could be... Um, more up front and and uh and more direct but he's coming back you know we've discussed it before on here you know he, he he wants things to happen he makes things happen and that's not to say it doesn't work just look at what happened on city you know with those unbelievable no look passes like and pinging balls wonderful but i mean he must be knackered he's he's he's, he's playing in so many different positions was it you john who said he was on the right wing putting a cross in tonight yeah, and there was yeah, yeah yeah and it was the best cross of the game well, the, you know, I mean, he's just, and, and this, 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 this just backs up what we're all saying, and what you know, people are writing in the chat that we just we're desperate for players. We're desperate for players. He can't run around being playing in you know three, four different positions. You know, yes, he's got the ability, but it's not fair. You can't expect him to do anything. Everything, sorry. Faz uh, writes a comment on screen now asking us about uh, Antonio Conte's post-match comments. Faz, actually, in fact, uh, in the in the in the first half an hour of the stream, uh, we spoke about that at length. Uh, so do check that out. Um, Fenton, let's come to you um, now. I don't I don't feel that there's there's much point really going through the first half because it was pretty uneventful, as Darren said. Um, but in the 47th minute, Tottenham came out. Harry Kane hit the bar. Hunmin Son free kick free kick, whipped it in, Harry Kane hit the bar, uh, beat Pope. Um, unlucky. You know, <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> to be fair, yeah, you know, but he, you know, we should be creating chances like that against teams like Burnley every few minutes. Mm. Um, you know, yeah. we've got one of the best strikers, if not the best striker in the world, um, under our under our feet. 
with someone like Sonny, who, you know, the, the guys have got like 36, um, you know, combinations between them, uh, like helping each other, whatever it's called. Um, and, I mean, you wouldn't think they've got a, a status like that going on the performance of, of a Burnley game. You know, we're not, you know, at least Reggie puts the ball in there. Why is he not? Why is Sessignon playing? He's not good enough playing ahead of um, Reggie. When Reggie does, you know, like that cross he put in against West Ham last year when um, Kane headed that in. I remember that um, really well. But, okay, Emerson Royal on the, on the right. I possibly would have played instead of him, like John was saying, go for a sort of a 4-4-2 and play your traditional wingers and and have someone like Lucas who can knock a ball in there on, on the right or left or whatever they want to do and and go from there. It's I don't understand how the quality of players we've got in a starting eleven can't play together like what do they do at training surely they work on set pieces crossing the ball people getting into positions you know we're, we're all football lovers we've all played the game we all watch the game but we sit there watching spurs and we just sit there like with our mouths probably wide open going well, why are they not doing this what like why are they not doing that i mean mm. if it's obvious to us Surely it's obvious to the 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 players and the the management and the coaching staff why we're not playing to to create more chances. Because we don't have the quality, Fenton. We just don't. We just don't have the quality. As long as you've so got, we've got it's it's so, and that's what the frustrating. We have got quality though. That's the thing. But are they individuals that can't play as a team? Are they not got that gel like we used to have back in the, the Carl Walker-Rose days with Ericsson, Dembele, and everyone used to feed off each other? And it was a proper unit. It was a unity. And and that's when we were, you know, the, 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 the 2016 season up until maybe it was, what, 2019 maybe? We were like, wow. Um you know, we, we were putting teams away like Wolves 4-0. We were smashing the Burnies away 3-0, um, you know, when Kane got a hat-trick that time. That wasn't that long ago, was it? Or am I am I dreaming? Yeah. You John, know, yes. John, let's come to you. Do, do, do yeah. you think that the, um, you know, Harry Kane got too much on it with his head because it was a great ball whipped in by Hunmin Son. It was unlucky. Of course, it come off uh, the crossbar because it did beat the goalkeeper Pope. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it, I don't think it was a clean header. Yeah, it sort of looped a little bit, didn't it? it and it came off the bar, but it was a good a good cross in from Son. Um, we had a few other chances as well. Kulazeski put one just wide, um, little curler there. Lucas had a good opportunity as well, which he put over the bar. Um, we had a couple of other opportunities that uh, I think, uh, was it Davis had a shot that yeah. went straight into yeah. the keeper? I think that would have actually been offside if that was given anyway. And, um, you know, was that a penalty when Winks went in the box? 
don't know. No, Maybe not. No, no. Yeah, no. But you know, we're clutching at straws. Really, we, we we never we never played well. You know, we just um, you know, like you say, you're going back. You know, Fenton, you're going back to the team that we had. You know, we had. If you look at that team, I mean, Walker and. Um, Rose and then Trippier afterwards, they were three of the best wing-backs in the world at the time. And then we had Dembele sitting behind Ericsson and, you know, and Kane was on top form. I mean, Kane is still on top form, so Son. But, you know, we had them guys sitting behind, pulling all the strings. And now it seems to be we don't have them players behind anymore. And Kane's having to drop back and he feels like he's got to do it all himself. And, it's, you know, it's, he can't do it all himself. However fantastic player he is, best striker in the world, you can't do it all yourself. I felt sorry for him the other week against Wolves. Um, he was outstanding. Even though we had a terrible game, we lost 2-0, he was outstanding. He, he, you know, he was trying to run the ball all the time. But he was doing it all on his own. He's just, you know, he just, just needs some help up there. So, as I say, I don't know why Conte's come out with these, with these comments tonight, really. I thought... Um, to be honest, I thought that they was quite happy with the, you know, I know he was a bit unhappy that we got rid of four players and we only brought two in. Um, but I'm assuming that those guys were what he would have wanted. I mean, they came from Juve, didn't they? So um, uh, him and Paratici on the, on the same book, hopefully they are. Um, but again, we're, you know, you just got to wait until the summer and see what he does. You don't, you don't need, I don't think he needs millions and millions and hundreds of millions of pounds because he's, he's the sort of manager that, like I said before, what he'd done with Inter Milan and um, even with Chelsea, you know, he turned Victor Moses into a, a really good wing-back, turned Ashley Young into a wing-back at Inter Milan and for, for hardly any money. But, you know, so maybe hopefully he could do the same in the summer, but you just, you don't know who we're going to be after, you know. It's just it's just one of the things. Anyway, we've just got to wait until the summer, but hopefully he's still here. And I'm quite shocked really tonight, to be honest, at them comments. It's, it's uh, not looking good. It is deeply concerning, these comments, though, John, isn't it? And, you know, yeah. if he's going to talk to the club in the morning, it's not going mm. to be about transfer windows, is it? It's going to be about the situation that he's yeah. in now. Mm. Yeah, and there's, there's there's not too much he can do about that at the moment because there's no transfer window until the summer. So all he can do now is actually just just manage the team as as, as best as best we can. So perhaps, you know, if... if you know, is Emerson Royal actually a wing back? Does you know? I'm not too sure. I've never followed his career before. Is he more? He seems to be more of a right back to me. Yeah, he, he was. He's, yeah, he's he's not too bad at defending and that sort of stuff. You know, but they're putting him in a position that maybe he's not capable of doing. You know, when he when he played for his team in was it in Spain or wherever, he he probably had someone in front of him doing that job. You know, crossing the ball. Um, you know, so you know maybe we're being a bit unfair on him. But it's you know you know we do we did miss Reggie tonight. Cessignon seems to be suffering from a lack of confidence. I think he is a young lad, and we're maybe putting too much on his shoulders. But you know we just got to maybe if you haven't got the players to like I said earlier, if you haven't got the players to fit the system, then maybe change the system. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, but you know. Darren, let's come to you. In the seventy-first minute, of course, Burnley scored their goal. Brownhill free kick into the box. Ben Mee. Uh, with the header, making it 1-0, beating Christian Romero. Um, for me, it was just so easy. Larice flat-footed as well, ball in the net. Um, talk us through that goal. Well, I mean, it was route one, wasn't it? Like, you know, it was a free kick and um, he, he did well. He, he just, he got above Chris, Chris, um, Christian Romero and, um, and just 
bullied him, you know. I mean, but this is what Burnley do, and we knew that they would do that. So you'd think that leading up to this game, you know, that maybe, I don't know. I don't, you know, it's like Fenton says, what do they do on the training pitch? This is what they're all about. They've got big players. You know, they've got big strapping guys, and uh, it was easy. It was it was an easy goal. Um I, I don't want to. I don't want to keep this in players. You know, far from it. But when we know the ability of Christian Romero, when we know how mm. good uh, defender he is, you know, it just seemed that he was out jumped so easily, which I was very surprised by tonight. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. and he would, like you say, he was out muscled and um, and, and uh, me. It was uh, me, wasn't it? But he, he just wanted it yeah. more than him. He, you know. He, yeah. Just it was as simple as that, and um, I just don't know why we weren't more prepared. I just, so, you know, it's, it's a it's a training pitch goal, isn't it? That do you, do you I mean, think though, Darren, that this is Antonio Conte's problem in the fact that he thinks that a lot of these players do have limitations, and you know he he knows that he's not going to get the best out of half the squad that he's got. Is that the problem? Well, like I said before, I don't want to repeat myself, but you know. It, he knew what the situation was. He came in in the middle of the season. He had one short January transfer window. So these comments, you know, if if um, we'll obviously get off, got offline and, and read them and digest them. But I mean, if what he's saying, uh, if it's true what he's saying, then it, it is a little bit puzzling because he knew what he was getting into. He didn't have the preseason. He didn't have a whole summer transfer window. So. It's a Darren, bit baffling. These, these are direct quotes from Conte. Yeah, 100%. No, no, no. yeah. It's it's in that in that case, Chris, it, it's baffling, mate, because I just you know, it's it's not a surprise to him. And all right, mate, maybe the losses are a surprise that we can agree on. You know, he he, he didn't expect to to get battered by Wolves and battered by Southampton, and then upstairs, you know, then go up to Burnley and get outplayed uh with very little chances. So maybe that that's a surprise to him. But um the state of the squad shouldn't have been a surprise to him. It, like, like, like I said, if he's if he's if he's here in the summer and and he you know and you, we see all the wheelings and dealings and and um, if he doesn't get the players that he wants in the positions that he wants, then we got trouble. Then we got trouble. I mean, all we can do is just be optimistic and think that he's got he he him and Paratici, uh, Paratici, Paratici. Uh, let's call the whole thing off. Um, so uh, we, we can only hope that they get the players they want, and then we can kick on. You know, we'll have a full free, free season. We'll, we'll get the players in those positions. Maybe we'll get rid of some more dead wood, and then we'll, we'll see we are next season. But this shouldn't be a mystery to him. Do, do you not think, guys? Though that it's. Um... As we all know, he's a very emotional guy. As you, you, you see him running up, around on the touchline, you know, all over the place. He hardly ever sits in his seat. Mm. Uh, he, he's very emotional. He doesn't like losing. And you, I, I just sometimes get the feeling that he's just in the heat at the moment. He'll say things. And then maybe over the next couple of days, he might sit down and reflect about it and maybe think, you know, because like, like you said, it is puzzling. He, he knew what he was getting himself into. And it could just be a case that he's just, you know, lost his head tonight. We're all upset. And he's just come out with some comments that hopefully that know, is the case. I don't know. I know what you're saying, John, but four yeah. defeats in five Premier League games. I know. You know, the way that we lost those two home games. Can I just ask all three of you very quickly, just give me a quick yes or no. Do you think Antonio Conte will be manager of Spurs for the Leeds game on Saturday? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
I hope so. <laughs> okay. Do you think you'll be manager at the end of the season? Yeah, because be, be, how long's his contract? Is, is uh, how long's his eighteen contract? months? Eighteen uh, months until the end of next season, uh, end, uh, May twenty three. I mean, for him to walk, you know, like before before he's had a full transfer window, just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense to me. I I I couldn't see the logic in that. You know, even if we don't get uh, top four, which you know, chances are we won't, and we don't win the FA Cup, you know, this this isn't this. I'm not saying you can write off the rest of this season, but this is a learning curve for him, and then he gets going after the summer with a preseason and a and a big transfer window. We hope. So, I mean, we've been saying for the last few years, oh, we're right off this season. Next season, next season. It's know, been next I'm... season for the last three years. Yeah. Oh, next yeah. season, next season. But what like, changes then? What well, changes like, for you, Fenton? I, I don't know. I, I, I'm I, all I know is the club's in a mess, and it's not enjoyable. You know, I like I like Conte. You know, when when I'm sitting in the North Upper Stand, and you can hear all the Spurs fans singing, but you can still hear him giving the directions and screaming and shouting at his players. You gotta commend that. You gotta commend mm. that man. That man wants to win. That man wants to take Tottenham Hotspur to that ne next level. And if that's gonna happen, let let Conte dictate to to everyone else. Not the other. Not other people dictate to him. Because if anyone can make it happen, it's him. And you can see that from you know when I'm sitting in the North Upper. And you can hear all the crowd singing and what have you. And you can still hear Conte screaming at his players and running around, pointing and doing this. That is someone who wants who wants this club to be better than it is. Yeah. Benton, do you think that all of the players are doing exactly what Antonio Conte wants on the pitch? What he's demanding of them? No. I'd, I'd probably say a couple are. And I think the results and the way I'm watching the team perform reflects that. Um, I, I think the players... The, uh, there's some... The, the players surely are not listening to what he's saying. Surely they can't be. They can't be for, 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 for seeing what I'm seeing. I may be wrong, but I would say more than likely no. John, with all this talk about um, Tottenham Hotspur possibly finishing the top four at the end of the season, particularly after that game against Manchester City on Saturday, realistically, where do you think Spurs will finish? <laughs> that is such a difficult question to answer because... Um... You know, after Saturday, we was we was all hopeful, weren't we? We all thought we was going to kick on. We thought we was going to win tonight and maybe put a little run together and possibly push for the fourth position. But, I don't know, the way it's gone, like you say, last three or four results apart from the City match, United have got seven points on us now. I know we've got two games in hand, but we're going to have to win both of them and carry on winning as well. So, possibly think top four might be beyond us now so um, you know but unless we put you never know with Spurs we could suddenly win three or four games on the trot but the way it's looking I just don't know I don't think we'll make top four to be honest not this season 
What, what do you remember that happened? Sorry? Sorry. I was going to say, what, what teams around us are you most worried about? Well, West Ham are not in good form. Um, Man United is sort of picking up a little bit now, uh, even though we've got the two games in hand. But we're under the pressure to win them both. That's the problem. Um, what are them games? It's Brighton, isn't it? Brighton and uh, and a lot from down the road that didn't turn up. Um, so I don't know. They're, you know, they're they're how many points are they above us now as well? Arsenal. Uh, yeah, three. three. Is it three? And we played a game more now as well. So you know, they they seem yeah. to be winning a few games as well. So you know, it's it's difficult the form we got at the moment. You know, I, I think going back to the to the game tonight, I thought we. Um, you saying about the goal? I've never liked the zonal marking. Do, do you like the zonal marking, guys? I just just feel that the defense, the players like me, and that they, they get a run, you know, over to the top of Romero. Our, our players are too static on the zonal marking. Mm. You know, I think they can just pick up a player, and um, you know, I've, I've I've never liked that to be honest. And uh, we do let a lot of goals in from corners and stuff, don't we? But we did look better tonight defensively with Dyer, but we was just poor going forward. I just, I just, I, I think that we've got, we got players that are in positions that, that demand a certain role, and and they, they can't do their job. You know, yeah. I think that, that and, and I think that, Sessignon, uh, like, like um, Serge, um, sorry, uh, Region, like I said, you know, he, he for me. He's 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 what we lack on that left. He, you know, he's Kieran Trippier, he's Danny Rose. He all he wants to do is get forward. That's all he wants to do. Beat players and get forward. I was watching Sessignon tonight, just had my eye on him, and it, everything was backwards. Every it was like Harry Winks on the left, you know, everything was backwards. You know, it it it, it was like he was I don't know whether he's scared or he's got a lack of confidence, but he, he wasn't getting down. Like beat hit the accelerator and beat a player and, and then whip a ball in if no one's on the end of it so what you've you've done your job you know you've beaten someone and you've you've gone to put a cross in it's it, and this in a is, dangerous area and anything dang- can happen exactly you know someone could spoon it you don't know but it and and, and the same you know into a certain respect although there was that little passage of play where um royal was in the box and he and he uh who, he stopped it from going out it was towards the end of the the game but fundamentally, he's not doing his job. He's not beating players and and whipping balls in. And this is what I'm saying. This is this is the worry for me is that that teams are just gonna, you know. And I'm sorry to repeat myself, but we're, you know we're gonna get we've been found out, and they can target target areas where they know our weakness now. Darren, where do you think we'll be in the league? Oh God, we'll do our normal trick and and finish seventh. You know. Well, you know, t- t- tonight should have been a celebration. We should have gone up there and, and, and nicked a win and we should have all been buzzing and, you know, been fourth. And But I can't see us finishing fourth. What about you, Fenton? Where do you think we'll finish in the league? Um, do you know what? I don't actually care where we finish as long as we don't lose our uh, players like Son and Harry Kane and mm. a manager. Um, and I think, for me, that's more important um, but uh, it's a double-ended sword. Like I said, if we don't finish high enough, those players, you know, I don't, it's up to what the players want to do, to be fair. They, they, they dictate what goes on. 
I don't think we're finished top four unless they back their ideas up. Um, you know, I think a sixth or seventh, uh, six if we're lucky. But that means Europa, I think, doesn't it? And then we're playing in Europe. OK, we might attract a few. But I think, like what John said about this zonal marking, he's spot on. When I used to, you know, be a defender and I've been a striker as well, you know, you as a defender, you man mark. And as a striker, there's a, a, a man marking you. And it's the same with when um, Harry scored against City, the header, which um, whoever crossed it in for the third goal, I think it was... Um, yeah, it, it's that striker has that, or that the, the, the person going for that header is always going to get it over a defender. So I can't really blame Romero for that because it was the same kind of situation. But the zonal marking is terrible hmm. anyway, which which I agree with John. Um, yeah. I don't think it was... Uh, we need to we need to work on... I do, I do, we, we concede ridiculous goals and a lot of headed goals I've noticed late, lately. And they're only coming from set plays or crosses. So, you know, I'm, I'm no coach, but I would say, you know, when they're looking at videos or whatever they're doing on their iPads, um, you know, they need to address the, the consistency of the goals that they're conceding and, and work on those errors to move forward. All we need to do is score more goals than the other team. Um, and then we'll be all right. Was that? I think you're right. You, so, sorry, just I think you make a good point. Actually, um, uh, Hugo is the most incredible shot stopper. I mean, God Almighty, the save he made is City in every sinew of his body. Uh, but he just he just looks a bit flappy, flappy on, on on the set pieces, doesn't he? On on the crosses and the free kicks, he's you know if, if a ball is you know a shot, he'll wow, he'll you know it's one for the camera, you know. But like you know tonight, and there are a couple of instances. Um, in previous games where he again he gets caught out and may, maybe I you know like I said, I, I'm not a bloody coach but maybe this is this is what um, managers are saying you know whip balls in whip balls in because he's got a mistake in him <laughs> we don't know John let's come to you um, do you think Antonio Conte will change his formation because in, in my opinion I just don't think that we have the players to play this wing back system and a lot of people on this on this chat all say the same week in week out about our system that we play. Do you think Antonio Conte will change it? Um, I'm, I'm not sure if he will, you know. But like I said earlier, uh, I I'm of the same opinion. Yeah, we haven't got the players to play it, so change the system. You know, uh, we played Chelsea in the in the League Cup semi final. And we let in a couple of early goals and they just seemed to have an extra player in midfield all the time. And then we changed it in the second half and we went to a flat back four. And, uh, you know, they never really got many chances after that. We still lost the game 2-0, but we competed better in the second half. Um, and I, I, th I think our players suit that better, a, a back four. You know, um, and then we can get, you know, we definitely need more, more players in midfield. But the wide players are not creating enough. Like you say, Reggie does when he's on the pitch, but, you know, we missed him tonight. Um, Sessignon is just, um, he's, he's suffering from a lack of confidence, I think, where he's not been in the team for a while. Um, he's had, had a few injuries. Um, doesn't look the same player, does he, that he was at Fulham, to be honest. But, um, 
I mean, it maybe needs to go off on loan and play somewhere and come back. I think there's a player in there, definitely. But um, Emerson just seems to be a right back. And, you know, he, he doesn't seem to, when he gets forward, doesn't really want to cross it. Um, so, yeah. But whether Antonio Conte will change, I'm not so sure. He seems to be sort of um, stuck with a foot with a thread of back, doesn't he? Which is his system. But um, but perhaps he maybe should consider changing it, perhaps. But, yeah. But I, I didn't like the three up front as well when Lucas was playing up there. I felt there was a big disconnect in the team. It seemed to be where we haven't got the player behind to actually cre really create anything. It was just like, give the ball to the three guys up front and let them try and create something, try and score a goal out of nothing. And when when sort of Lucas didn't play against Man City, I love Lucas, I think he's great. He always gives 100% and he's a fantastic player. But it was better at the weekend because we had an extra player in midfield. But, but I don't know. But tonight they just sat back. They just sat back and defended and we found it very difficult to break them down, you know. But on another night, we had a couple of chances that maybe could have gone in, but... We just, like you say, it's not. We're not. We're not playing too well. I don't know whether they've all got a lack of confidence at the moment, but we just need to see see what can happen. But hopefully, the manager doesn't walk. That's that. That would be a. I don't know what we'd do if that would happen. To be honest. But surely, though, John, the, the, these last few days beating Manchester City, and I, I keep saying the same old thing: beating Manchester City on Saturday. The mood must have been ridiculously high. Mm. You know, after yeah. that performance, after that result. Um, you know, beating the champions 3-2 at the Etihad, um, you know, the, these last few days at Hotspur Way must have just been incredible. Um, you know, they must have gone into the, tonight's game feeling a lot of uh, a lot of confidence. And, you know, I just expected a lot more. Yeah, so did I. But, you know, that's, uh, that's Spurs. <laughs> what, John, what, what do you think? What do you think these players, these these group of players tonight, you know, going back on the coach or or, or by plane, um, you know, what do you think that these players are thinking right now about Antonio Conte's comments? They must be surprised. Well, yeah, they're probably just as surprised as us, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I hope they're all on the coach or the plane or whatever. I hope they're all upset that we've lost. You'd like to think that, but they should be. Um but yeah, they must be surprised about the comments. Yeah, I'm very surprised because, um, like like Darren said earlier, I can't believe. I think he must have known the situation when he came to the club. Yeah, and we've moved some players on in the, in in the window, and they must be lining something up in the summer. Otherwise, he you know he wouldn't have come. But unless something's going on in the background that we don't know about, you know. But you know, only time only time will tell. But as I said earlier, I do, I do think he can be emotional, and maybe it's just. Um, Maybe he's just lost his head tonight and, you know, in a couple of days' time he'll calm down and then we go again at the weekend. But that's going to be a really difficult game now as well because did they lose six tonight? Yeah, 6 nil. Yeah, so they're going to be really up for it, aren't they? So, you know, so... But but then again, they they, they, they attack, don't they? So it might be a different game. might play into our hands, you know? Yeah. We might be able to counter-attack them and uh, maybe get a result there at the weekend. But... But we do need to break teams down. That that seems to be the problem. You know, you're getting it at home as well. They're coming there. They're just sitting back. Put against Wolves. We sat back too much as well, to be honest. We we had a we had a five five at the back a lot of the time. And against Southampton, we was we was in a back five a lot of the time. Gave Ward Press too much space across the ball a couple of times. You know, you've got a quality player there. You do not let him cross the ball. You know, you've got to get closer to him. But the, the wing backs were too far back on that occasion. And, you know, so there's just, you know, they all need a, 
you know, they've got to work on them in coaching. You know, if they're not used to playing these positions, they need to be working on them in the training and, and sorting it out or actually ch changing the system. But going back to your original question, Chris, whether Antonio is going to change the system, I, I don't know, to be honest. What do you think? I've no idea. I, I, do you know what? I, I, I feel extremely worried right now about our managerial situation because I think if we if we go from Pochettino to Jose Mourinho to Antonio Conte, if it doesn't work out with any of them three, I tell you what, I don't know what to expect next or, or what to hope for next. I really don't. Um, Darren, we you want to go to apply for a management role? Sorry, yeah. Fenton. We we all might be able to apply for a management role. Um, <laughs> Chris, the, the other thing, the other point I wanted to make is I can't remember the last time we came out out the out the traps, and like you said, it should have happened tonight. I know we were away, but we always start so slowly, you know. And when, like tonight, we didn't do anything for twenty minutes, twenty five minutes. There wasn't anything going on, and I don't understand why we can't get up for a game and you know really attack a team from you know and and. Like like boxers do, you know, when they come out and they just a barrage of punches. Why why don't Tottenham do that? Why is it why is it all this sit back, sit back? Is is that a tactic? Is is this well? Is it's this, funny um... because if you watch the Amazon documentary, um, you know, the, everyone thought it was Jose Mourinho constantly telling the team, uh, you know, not to attack and to sit back mm. and and defend. It wasn't him. He said it was the team. So. You know, are they are they are these players doing exactly the same under Antonio Conte now? It's just it's very strange. I've, I'm I'm fed up of seeing like 15, 20, 25 minutes go by. We were atrocious against Southampton. We were like a fucking excuse my French, like a sponge. You know, like why why do we have to what watch this this team just sit back and soak up pressure? And go a goal behind, and then go another goal behind. All right, Leicester was, you know, what a what a performance that was to, to to claw it back. But I mean, I just don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't know, like why we can't, like like you were saying, um, guys, you know, why we can't, you know, look at Southampton and and look at Wolves or Burnley and just think, do you know what, we'll have it, we'll have it for 15, 20 minutes. We'll open them up. We'll get a goal, and then they'll come at us, and then we can do the old, you know, sucker punch thing. But we're so slow, and we, we've been slow for months now. Years. Years, yeah. Years. So frustrating to watch. Let's talk uh, about our next Premier League game, of course. Uh, Leeds United on Saturday. They just lost tonight at Liverpool 6-0. 12.30pm uh, kickoff at Ellen Road, the early kickoff. Uh, Leeds are currently 15th. They've played 25. They've only won five. They've drawn eight and they've lost 12. Uh, their goal difference is absolutely horrendous. I think it's minus 27. Uh, they've got 23 points. Uh, they're only five points away from the relegation zone. Um, John, let's start with you on this one. Um, how do you see this game going? Uh, do you think Antonio Conte will still be in charge? Uh, do you think he will change the team if he's still there? Um, and can Tottenham Hotspur win this match? You know, it's now four defeats out of our last five. Yeah, I think uh, I think Antonio will still be in charge, um, and like I just said, it will be uh, a more open game. Uh, Bielsa only plays one way, and that's attack. So we should be able to get behind them. But you know, but would they they beat us last year? Was it was it last year they beat us three one? Yeah, yeah. So you know, so again, another another difficult game. But um, you just you just can't call Tottenham at the moment, can you? You know, you think you think they're going to win and 
when you think they're going to win, they lose, and when you think they're going to lose, they're winning at the moment. So, so it's a strange one. I, I, you know, I always think we're going to win, to be honest, but but then sometimes they don't. Like tonight, you know, tonight was a bad night. Um, hopefully, they'll be up for it. They'll be hurting, and that they'll, they'll, they'll get a result at the weekend. But you just you just you just can't call their results at the moment. And whether it changed the system or changed the, uh, it'll probably bring in a couple of new players. Maybe maybe Lucas might start or. Irvine might start, but you know we don't have many options, though, John, do we? No, not really. No, no. But maybe, uh, maybe we should go back to like what I said. Maybe we should go back to a four-four-two and just just stick Lucas and and Burvine out wide, and at least they can, you know, they should be capable of crossing a ball, you know. Mm. But difficult game, difficult game at the weekend, I think. What's your score prediction, John? Um. Go on, I'm going to say we win 2-1. <laughs> I'm going to be positive. Darren, let's come to you. Same questions to you. I mean, yeah, I think I think John's right. Hopefully, if if you know everyone, you know, says that Leeds have only got one way of playing, and that's attack, attack, attack. So hopefully, you know, we'll we'll have the joy that we had against Man City. And John's right. If we can get those balls in, and Kane can drop a bit deeper and sneak in balls behind, then. We will have joy, uh, but you know we just need to come out and show a bit of sp- spirit. I just—it's so frustrating because, like I said, you know, whenever you get a shit result, you just think, no, it's all right because they'll learn, you know, and he'll—they'll be in the dressing room, and you know, we'll—he'll give it to them, and you know, we, we can't do that two games on the trot, and then it happens again. So, you know, hopefully, it's, it's not—it's not just a bad result, though, Darren. We have lost four. Out of our last five Premier League matches, you know, I don't want to be negative, but it's oh, I fact. know it, it is. And for you to hear that, then you know, because you're, uh, you know, you're Mr. Disney, you know, white picket fences, bluebirds landing on your shoulder. Hello, son. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> my oh my, what a wonderful. So, um, to hear you talk like that is uh, worrying. Um, no, I but. Just... Co- it's, it's fair to say as well, Conte has come out and said this evening he is not used to this situation. He is not used to losing four out of five games in the Premier League. Well, I mean, if he's here, we need an over, we need another cull. We need another cull. And, and we need Levy to put his hand in his pocket. And, you know, looking at all the comments, you know. Enoch out, Levy out, Enoch out, you know, and and that is, you know, going back to one of your your points earlier, Chris. That is that is the, that is the the commonality in the last three, four, five, however many years is is Enoch and Daniel Levy, and unless he puts his hand in his pocket and says to Conte and Paratici, "You fill your boots, guys. Tell me what you want." We'll go out and get them early doors. None of this wheelie dealer, you know, Harry out the window, last minute nonsense. We'll we'll, we'll go and get them. Um, do, do you know what, though, Darren? I think it's very easy for people just to say, uh, you know, all of these excuses. We beat the champions on Saturday. You know, to play Burnley just a couple of days later, it's exactly the same <coughs> team, exactly the same starting eleven. Um, you know, for, for people uh, blaming X, Y and Z on the performance tonight, it's down to the team. It is down to the manager, uh, you know, to get the result. 
And like I said, we should have been out the traps tonight. You you know, we should have been, as you said, we should have been so fired up and full of, you know, imagine the, the week they had at the Hotspur training ground, you know, absolutely buzzing. And if you can't come out, you know, wallop for, for 15, 20 minutes and open a team up and get an early goal, um, you know, and it's worrying. It's genuinely worrying. Like I said, we, we all know these players aren't good enough. There's, 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 there, we need another cull. We need to get rid of load more dead wood. Get rid of bloody Sanchez. Don't want to see him again. Do me a yeah, favor. but we say all this. It, it, we can't do this now. We're out of a transfer window. So that 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 that's what I mean. When we're out of a transfer window, you can't keep blaming X, Y, and Z. You've got to be able to work with the players and the manager that you've got. I know. I'm, I know. <laughs> I'm I'm dreading Saturday, if I'm completely honest, and I don't ever say that. And I, I try to be as positive as I possibly can um, about about you know my club. But um, you know, like you guys have already said, you just don't know what to expect. You beat the champions one one day, like three four days later, you lose against Burnley when they'd, when they'd only won two Premier League games all season. I just don't know. I don't know what to predict. I'm asking you guys to give me score predictions for Saturday. I can't even give one myself. Fenton, how are you feeling about it? <laughs> Well, before tonight's game, I had Spurs down for a 2-0. Um, I think that's wishful thinking now. Um, but, like, you know, they can turn it around. Um, I mean, I'm just going looking at the stats now. We had 66% possession and passes 635 to Burnley's 326 now, what are these passes doing? I mean, is it just going across, back, 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 back to the goalkeeper again, back, back even further, across, across, across? You know, two attempts on target. It's a joke. You know, we should be in at least 20, 25. I remember when we were getting like 25 plus shots a game and like 10, 11, 12 on target, going to two to three to four goals. Seeing Spurs score four in a match would be like, you know, I remember when we done Southampton 6-2 or whatever the score was on Boxing Day. I can't see Spurs knocking those sort of um, goals goals in, you know, um, at the moment. And I think, yeah, it, it is the players. Um, they're not listening to instructions and it's, it's the same. You know, I... I I'd be. I think we'd be lucky if we scraped a one-nil win. To be honest with you, and that's being that's being generous. John, let's come to you. Does it make it a, a more difficult game against Leeds? The fact that they've lost six-nil tonight. A little bit, yeah. I always, I always hate playing teams when they've uh, when they've lost a big game or they haven't or they haven't won for a few games as well. That's always difficult to, when you play teams, but. Um, as I say, it's going to be an open game. Bielsa only goes one way, so hopefully we can get behind them a bit like we did against City last week and we should have some more chances, open them up possibly. So I'm going to go on the positive that we're going to win 2-1. But like you said, Chris, you just can't call their results at the moment. You just you just never know how we're going to play, what we're going to do, how we're going to turn up. John, you mentioned earlier that you, uh, you're you a tour guide at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Tell us a little bit about that and what it's like working at the club. 
Um, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I've done that for eight years now. Um, used to only do it sort of like part time because um, um, I did a, I drove a London taxi as well. Um, so I did that just a, a little bit. Uh, then when we went to Wembley, uh, went there, did match day tours, which was pretty good as well. So I walked around with the legends, and today we um, took I took Graham Roberts around today. We did some legends tours. Clive Allen was there as well, so you you get to interact with those guys, which is great. Some of my heroes from from when I grew up. So uh, it was yeah, so it's a yeah, it's a pretty cool place to work. Yeah, but um, it's, it's not so good when you lose though the next day when you go in. But it was pretty good this week because of the result last week. But it'll be pretty flat tomorrow. But um, yeah, so but we have to try and keep it upbeat, obviously. Of but, course, yeah. of course. <laughs> yeah. John, tell us a little bit more about your book and, and show us a, a few of the pages and and tell us why you started writing this book. Okay, well, I started writing this book. I've, I've never written a book before, to be honest, and um, it was when I was working at White Hart Lane, and um, we used to have. I don't know if you have, any of you ever did the tour at White Hart Lane in the West End Box Holders Lounge. They had. Um, a list of international players that have all played for Spurs. So we used to stand and talk about some of those players for a little while. And um, so I did a bit of research on some of the really older players and found some really interesting stories about some of the guys that played during the war and things like that. And um, so I used to tell the stories to the people on the tour and they always said, oh, that was really interesting. You should write a book about all this. But, I, you know, didn't didn't bother. Uh, I thought, oh, well, I've never written a book, you know, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, so many people carried on saying it to me. And then when Eric Dyer came, uh, played for England, we broke the record. We became uh, the team with the most England internationals. So I thought, yeah, well, I'll have a go. And, um, yeah, so I, I wrote it, sent it off to about 20, 20 publishers. Um, a few came back, which was which was really good, and uh, got a deal with Legends Publishing, and um, they've done a fantastic job with it, as you can see there, guys. So it's a uh, it's a big coffee table type book, uh, 400, 420 pages. Um, so it's not only just a it's a profile of all the players, all the seventy seven players that have played for England at Spurs, and um, it's also it tells you all about their England career as well. So there's tons of photographs in there. And so you've got lots of really old photographs there with um, oh, wow. Woodward. And um, so there's lots of, uh, it goes right up to date. So there's a little bit for everybody. So there's, uh, there's Graham Roberts there today, who was at the stadium today with me. And um, obviously straight up to Harry Kane as well, who's uh, going to break England's goal record soon, isn't he? Let's be honest. Yeah. Fantastic yeah. player. And, um, yeah, so it goes right up to date. Uh, I think Harry Winks is the last one. So 77 players. So, yeah, so as I say, there's a Darren Bent there as well. So it's, as you can see, fantastic pictures, guys. Uh, the publishers spent a lot of money on the, uh, on the photographs. Um, there's near enough a photograph on every page. Lovely glossy pages as well. It's absolutely fantastic products. And, um, Hopefully, if you do buy it, you'll enjoy what I've written about all the players as well. So there's lots of uh, lots of news articles in there. It's really been researched all the way back, and uh, lots of stories that you may not have heard about the players as well. There's an interview with uh, Alan Mullery, Gary Mabbott, Graham Roberts, and Mickey Hazard in the book as well. And um, it's literally, if you read this book, you will um, also I've tried to incorporate within all of the profiles virtually the whole history of the football club from when we came into existence. So there's something wow. for 
everybody in there and uh, also all about England's history as well basically yeah so most of the players have got at least four pages uh, dedicated to them so it's got all their stats as well the lists of all their England games and uh, all their appearances uh, all their stats for Tottenham as well how many games they played for Tottenham and it's uh, it's not too staty the book um, and I'm sure it's a great read for if you would a uh, great present make a great present for guys out there yeah it's been a labour of love for the last three years, put it that way. Yeah, absolutely, so, and, and I can vouch for it. It's, a, it's an absolutely fantastic book, so do go and buy it. Um, John, a few people are asking how much the book is you. and uh, where they can get it from. Um, it's thirty nine ninety nine, and it's available on legendspublishing.net, or you can actually you can get it on Amazon as well. So if you are a Prime member, you can get free postage there as well. So a couple of places you can get it from. Well, as you were talking about the book, it's the first time that Fenton smiled on this uh, stream. So, <laughs> Fenton, I can tell you want one. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah, I'd like to... What's yours? Also, be good to know your socials, John. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I'd love to speak to you after. Um, okay, yeah. So, yeah, so... Yeah. I collect... Um, a spe- um, you know the, uh, the Tottenham book... With all, um, that's a book. If you didn't know, uh, yeah, yeah. In, uh, um, with all the shirts. Um, oh, the Spurs shirt book. Yeah, that's a great yeah. book. Yeah, that's my, right. Uh, yeah, my yeah. shaky, who's actually well, shaky, a friend of yeah. mine, yeah, uh, did that, and um, he he got me a, a limited edition one where, and he signed it. So uh, I wanna I wanna speak to you about a, a special one that can be signed for my little boy, and uh, obviously oh, yeah. I'll pay pay you for yeah. it. So. Yeah, that's no problem. Yeah, yeah, just get in touch. Um, my the Twitter is um, at Lions Tottenham. Okay. So, yeah, and um, Insta and as well. Uh, no, I'm not inst- I'm not on Instagram at the moment. Just on just on Twitter, unfortunately. So uh, at Lions Tottenham, you can you can get hold of me. Tell you, tell you what was interesting, John. Um, when yeah. I knew you were coming on, uh, Harry Kane's got the most England cap, sixty-seven. Jermaine Defoe's got forty-nine, and do you know who's right. third? Yeah, Eric Dyer. Eric Dyer, forty-five. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, Vivian Woodward was the very first England international back in nineteen hundred and three. He was England's captain uh, as well. He scored twenty-nine goals in twenty-three games for England. And um, he was—he remained an amateur his whole career. And uh, all the referees and all the opposition all used to call him Sir. And um, there was wow. an incident. There was an incident when um, you remember when Jeff Hurst uh, the goal in the World Cup final. There was an incident in a Spurs game like that. They wasn't sure if the ball went over the line, and the referee actually uh, went up to Vivian and said, "Mr. Woodward, did that cross the line?" And he said, "Yes." And he turned around to the opposition and he said, "If Mr. Woodward says it's a goal." It's a goal. So that's that ah. much. Uh, yeah. There's all interesting stuff like that in there as well. So he scored, um, he held the England goal scoring record for 47 years, believe it or not, until wow. Tom Finney overtook him. But Tom Finney played, I think, about 75 times to overtake him. Yeah. So, yeah. So there's lots of great, well, lots of great people like that. So there's uh, the second one was Fanny Walden, guy called Fanny Walden. He was the shortest ever England player of all time. Only five foot two, little winger. 
And then we had five guys from the 1921 FA Cup winning side all played for England as well. Some guys in the first. Arthur Rowe, do you remember Arthur Rowe, who was uh, our great push manager of the push and run team? Yeah, yeah. He played for England as well. So he's in the book. And of course, Bill's in the book. He played one game for England as well, Bill Nicholson. So uh, so you get to read about all of those guys that are a great part of our history. Yeah. So of Amazing. course, Jim, the great Jimmy Greaves as well. Yeah, he's in there as well. So uh, no one can beat Jimmy Greaves. I'll give you a quick interesting stat if, if you're interested. A lot of people say that Jimmy Greaves, um, oh, the, the greatest striker of all time, which he is, uh, 44 goals in 57 games. But when Harry Kane, you know, Harry Kane just recently got two hat-tricks for England, didn't he? And mm -hmm. when he got the first one, he equaled Jimmy Greaves' record of 44 goals. And a lot of people were saying, yeah, but Jimmy Greaves played 40, you know, only played 40, uh, 57 games. Harry Kane's played 60-odd, you know, so he played nine games more. But if you take away um, all the times Harry Kane has been substituted or came on as a substitute, the actual minutes is only seven minutes difference from wow. Jimmy Greaves. So that's uh, that gives you an indication of how good Harry Kane is as well, yeah? Uh, but Jimmy Greaves never ever, ever took a penalty for England. Can you believe that or not? Wow. Yeah, he, he was England's nominated penalty taker for about nine years, um, and but they never got a penalty while he was uh, while he was playing. I think they only ever got four penalties in the time he was the nominated penalty taker. But each time yeah. he wasn't playing that day, he missed the games. Yeah. So. Oh wow. Lots, lots oh, wow. of great. Yeah, lots of great stats like that in the book. So. Yeah, it uh, drove me mad researching it. Yeah, I did it for about three years. So lots of great uh, stories that I've gained from uh, working with the players at work as well you know, that you might not know. And, um, yeah, so uh, I think it's good anyway. So, oh, well yeah. done. Yeah, so, There's a good yeah. few people saying that they're going to buy a copy, John. Uh, a few oh, people have asked me to again. Yeah, thank you very much, Chris, for letting me show it off tonight. No Amazing. problem. It's called Tottenham's Three Lions for Club and Country, uh, available on Legends Publishing and uh, Amazon as well. Um, Darren, of course, fantastic impressionist. Can you do any impressions of any Tottenham and England players? Tottenham, well, obviously, you know, it's a bad result for us today. And, uh, you know, as I said, uh, you know, the, uh, the uh, it wasn't what we wanted, but, uh, you know, hopefully we'll pull ourselves up against Leeds and... Uh, Come on, your Spurs. You know, as I say, you know he's a, you know he's he's a good lad, and uh, you know he's got the one v ones and the two v twos, as I say. And uh, you know, you got to say, as uh, you know, got a promise with that lad, uh, you know, Regulon on the wing, as I say. Um, so <clears throat> that's what I do in my spare time. Um, uh, yeah, so <laughs> just busy, busy doing my voiceover stuff, really. Well, do yeah. do check out Darren's Instagram page because, as I said yeah, at the, yeah. the very start, he got hacked and he's lost all his followers. So do check out Darren's Instagram I've page. My, I put my Instagram there and on Twitter, I'm just at Darren Altman. So if you want to follow me, follow me on Twitter, I'm just at Darren Altman. And on Instagram, it's at... Uh, uh, there you go. I need to get my Conte on. Actually, I don't because he'll be gone soon. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm jo joking, joking, joking. Yeah, I wish you were. <laughs> um fenton what what are you up to at the moment um well i'm producing for a couple of artists um with a couple of exciting projects um that you may see on your screens pretty soon um apart from that dj and private events um i haven't had any uh pro uh professional footballers for a while um but yeah i'm just doing a lot of 
uh, events in Hertfordshire and getting really busy now. All the events are back on, really. Um, I'm actually due to go on a Spurs tour. I had to cancel um, it was oh, just before because I had COVID. So, and I haven't actually rebooked yet, um, but I'm dying to, I, I need to go online and do all that rebooking. So hopefully I'll get to see you, John. Yeah, yeah, it'd be good to see you. Come along, yeah. We're um, I'm there most of the time. Uh, yeah, so yeah, it'd be great to see you. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. So I want, I want that. I want John. That's how I want John. <laughs> but yeah, no, have you been inside the? Yeah, have you been inside the stadium before? You've never, never done a tour of the the stadium. No, not no? the new one. Not the new oh, one. Right. So. Okay, yeah. So yeah, no, it is an amazing place. So yeah, come and see it. Yeah. John, yeah. do you have any update on when the uh, the museum will open? No, is the honest answer to that. No, a bit like the bar that's hanging from the stadium roof, which is the the world's fast, the world's world's uh, only bar hanging from a stadium roof, apparently. But um, no, that's not open as well. So I don't know if that's to do with uh, you know like lack of revenue or something over the last couple of years because but they're but they're both been put on hold actually. So um, yeah, the museum won't be opening shortly. There's there's uh, that's going to be a while, I would imagine, unfortunately. Any any news on any statues? Uh, no, not that we've heard of. No, no, no. Yeah, hopefully there was uh, there was talk a few years ago, wasn't there, about Bill Nicholson? They've still got the Bill Nicholson gates somewhere. I've never seen them, but I think they're still they've still got them at the club. And I think they was talking about recreating that famous picture of uh, with a statue of Bill holding the the gates. But again, that's another thing that's probably been put on hold for the time being. But I'm sure. They will do it in the future, hopefully. Oh, also, John, is there any update on the on the flats uh, situation of when they were? Are they, are they going to still go up? I don't know, to be honest. We don't get involved in anything like that, no. So I can I can only tell you what you what you see in the press, to be honest. We, we saw the um, the planning permission, wasn't it, a little while ago? Came out, yeah, but no, that doesn't seem to be any work started on that at the moment. Yeah, it's funny because when I used to do the stadium updates, I used to do a lot of research on on yeah. what was actually going to be happen, and lots of things at the stadium um, haven't ha actually happened yet, which I'm a little bit surprised about. Um, of course, the the flats were meant to go up, the Bill Nick gates were meant to go in. Uh, of yeah. course, the uh, the museum that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Um, and I was a little bit gutted as well that the fact that some of the trophies are now sort of underneath the escalators in the in the west stand, so <laughs> sort of hidden away. Yeah, no, they, they are only uh, they're only underneath the escalators when there's a game on. Um, because okay. when yeah, so when we do the tours, they're actually out in the atrium, and so people can walk around and look at them. But, but obviously, when there's a game on, there's a lot of people milling around in that area. So we we actually move them to uh, to underneath the escalators and to the front of the stadium just for the games. And then day after the game, we all get in early and put them back. So so they all are out on display. Wow. Darren, let's come to you on this last question here from Stephen. Uh, point fingers, bottom line, Conte, this is on you. Wing-back's useless. Should drop Kulishevsky into right wing-back. Bergvine, left wing-back, if Regulon isn't available. Your thoughts on that? Oh, Christ. I mean, like I said, <laughs> you, know, he's, he's, you know, he's not a magician. He's, he's, he can only work with what he's got, you know, and fundamentally, you know, if... if um. Yeah, I mean, I can't disagree. I think that at the, um, the moment, our wing-backs are useless. You know, should you drop uh, Kulachevsi into right wing-back and, and Berg what left wing-back? What about Lucas Moura right wing-back? 
he doesn't play right. Right, he's not. I don't know. Does he? He doesn't play there. But why not give him a try? He's got to be better than uh, Emerson Royale. Well, I mean, he spends most of his time running like a madman anyway, so he might as well do it down the right wing. I, you know, I, I completely agree with you. You know, and he, and, he off, and he often runs into traffic. You know, he'll he'll run, beat a few players, and then smack someone. So, yeah, I mean, maybe that's an option. He can run down the you know the wing, beat a few players, and then put across him. But like I said, you know, he can only he can only work with what he's got. And unfortunately, at the moment, we're a bit bum bare. So hopefully, if he is still with us, I've shat myself before because people are going, he's walked, he's walked. I was looking on the chat, I was thinking, oh my God, yeah. refreshing Twitter just now. Please don't do that, for God's sake. Um, uh, we've had enough of an evening. Um, but uh, hopefully, you know, like, we, like we, we've said all, all evening, you know, if he is here in the summer, which I hope he will be, get the money behind him let him buy who he wants to buy in the positions that he wants to and we can kick on because you know kiss top four goodbye unfortunately oh there you go played at right wing back at Juventus a few times again you know he looks great I mean I you know I mean what is the difference between sort of a right winger and a right wing back you know if you've got a defender behind you do you know what, Darren? I, I would say that, that Kuliszewski tonight would probably be one of Tottenham's positives because yeah. he does look very versatile. He does look uh, quite threatening at times, doesn't he? Well, I was I was going to say to you, you remember the um, uh, your guests that you had on uh, a few weeks ago, Chris, when you had the uh, and you said, "Oh, bloody hell, that was hard work." It was the Spanish guy and the Italian guy, yeah. And um, uh, I shouldn't have taken it at face value because they were. Um, uh, yeah, uh, they were uh, they were all um, quite doom and gloom with these two new signings, and they were saying, "Oh, you know, they're they're just average players at Juventus, you know, and uh, yeah. you know, you shouldn't get too um, uh, excited about them." And I was, I think, I said to you, Chris, I was like, "Oh, bloody! Oh, don't tell me we've bought more dud players in positions that we <laughs> don't need." Um, but I've got to say, they've been great, and. Um, I think they're they're one of the positives. You know, I think Bentoncourt is great in the middle. I think Kulachevsky has got a lot of promise. All right, maybe not the fastest thing, but you know, he can cut inside and put balls in. So yeah, I'm I'm happy with those two. Hmm. Yes, yeah, so I, I, I actually think they've two good signings. They've they're mm. probably two two of the best players we've signed in a in a long time, to be honest. Mm. I've only seen them play a few games, but but like Darren said, they they, they do look quite good. Uh, Benson Kerr looks quality, and uh, Dejan's he's very very solid solid player. He doesn't look he looks quite cool on the ball, um, you know. But we just that's why I'm quite surprised uh, Antonio's con- comment comments tonight because I thought I thought you know he brought them in and then he's going to do some more business in the summer. Um, so it's 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 a bit of a shock actually tonight. Mm. Uh, I know the results haven't been going great, but you know. Just fingers crossed we win at the weekend. Yeah. Well, I, I'm sitting here feeling like we're going to be very lucky to have Conte in charge um, against Leeds on Saturday. That's the way I'm feeling right now. And, uh, are, you, are you really? You feel, you feel <laughs> yeah. that? You, you think that he could? Really? He's lost four out of five games, Darren. He, he, he doesn't like... He's not used to it. He's used to winning, you know, league titles. And um, I just think that his comments are, are very damning. Uh, tonight, and from what he said tonight, um, 
You know, he, he's clearly come out and said that he's not just going to be in the job for the sake of it, saying, uh, you know, we can do X, Y and Z at the end of the season and, he, and he's just going to take his paycheck. He's not that type of person. He's a winner. He's a born winner. He wants to win things. And if he doesn't think that he is going to win something at Spurs, I feel that he could he could possibly move on. And, uh, you know, I, I feel really gutted in saying that. And, and, I, and I feel like I want to be really positive about this season. And in the past few weeks on the, on the daily videos that I do, I've been very positive about Conte. Um, but you've got to be honest. And, you know, Conte is a born winner. Everyone knows it. Everyone says it. Um, I just think that his comments are, are, are far too much tonight. And I just hope and pray that he is our manager uh, you know, next week until the end of the season, uh, next season, it would be fantastic. But I don't know. I have my doubts. But he's, you are, I mean, yeah, you're, you're right. He's a born winner, but he's he's not David Blaine. He can't turn Ryan Sessignon and Harry Winks into... Yeah, but I just, think, I just think that he probably thought that he could get more of a tune out of these players than he actually has. And when he come out and said a week or so ago... Um, you know, when you look into a situation, you think that you can change something, um, but he can't. He can't change. You know, he's not a magician. He, he actually said those words. He's not a magician. Um, it'd be interested. It'd be interested. Yeah. Um, can we just finish on score predictions for the Leeds game? John, you said 2-1 win. Yeah, I'm going to stick with that, yeah. Darren? Yes, my old friend. <laughs> um, I think that we will win 4 1. We there you go. Harry, balls in behind, whip those balls in, son at the end of them. Lovely 4 1, easy. And then we'll be back here, like, yay, <laughs> Darren. Uh, sorry, um, Fenton, what about you? Oh, hold on a minute. I've got, I've got one. Oh, where is it? There it is. There Actually, Fenton, there's a, there's a question just coming from Stephen here. Royale and Sessignon are simply not good enough, period. In reality, uh, we're playing with nine men, yeah. zero crosses from either of them. Who picks them? Not Levy. Fenton, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> well, it, it, it's true, though, you know. Yeah. Um, um, you know, but Conte can only play with what he's got, and I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't think he should have picked uh, Sessignon, like, like I said, but I don't know, I don't know what goes on in training, and I've said that before. You know, he sees the players daily, and if he thinks that's the best that we got this week, um, I can understand why he wanted to keep the same team because we won. And you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. But I'd be interested to see what the lineup is on Saturday. And I quite, I, you know, what I quite like the idea that John said about having wing back four four two, kind of, you know, shake it all up about a bit and see what happens. Yeah. So, what's your score prediction? Is it coming on? Uh, I was going to put that Romeo and Juliet. I'll tell, tell you what you should have played, Fenton. Always look on the bright <laughs> <of life. laughs> Well, next, next we can certainly do I'm that. Gonna ha- I'm going to be sound, sounds at the ready. 
Um, yeah. Um, I'd be lucky with a one nil win. Um, I say that purely out of dream dreaming. Mm. I'm gonna go for a one one draw. One one draw. One one draw. Yeah, yeah it's gonna be a it's gonna be a bloodbath. It's gonna be four one Tottenham. <laughs> well, I hope you're right. I really do, Darren. I hope you're right. Um well, John, um, Darren and Fenton, thanks so much for joining me, uh, particularly under these uh, dreadful circumstances of Tottenham winning, uh, losing four out yeah. of our last five Premier League games. Yes, um, of course, the, the win against Manchester City uh, was fantastic. But yeah, back to reality. Um, let's hope that we can get the three points at Leeds on Saturday. Um, thanks so much to everybody for watching uh, this live stream. If you don't subscribe to the channel as yet, please do hit that subscribe button. Also hit that like button. And if you are listening to this on an audio platform, do hit that follow button. I'll see you on the next video. Until then, come on, you Spurs. Thank you, Chris. Nice to meet you. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you 24-7, with supplies and solutions for every industry, and access to product specialists ready to help. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.